Hi, I'm Abby Rosenblum, founder of Social Modern Matchmaking and your host of Ghosted, a podcast about making dating easy and fun again so you can find your boo. Get it? We'll talk with dating experts, coaches, and real clients of mine and single people from around the world. Stick around for corny jokes, dating advice, and deep dives into the psychology behind finding love. All right. Welcome back to the Ghosted Podcast where we talk, you know, you know what you're getting into, dating, relationships, all kinds of fun stuff. Hopefully we can make you realize something kind of interesting today because I'm going to be talking about self-awareness. So hopefully you come away with some newfound awareness. And I have Kenna Renee joining me. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me again. So fun. Of course. Hey, if you guys missed Kenna's first episode, October 21st, 2020, episode six, you better go back and check that out. Are men ruling the dating world? I feel like there's probably a few updates in your life since October 21st of 2020. (laughs) <laughs> that is so crazy to me. I know. It doesn't feel that long ago. No. I mean, and so much has happened in your life, right? Like marriage, baby on the way, like all the fun things, like so crazy. I know. Maybe even by the time this episode comes out, I will have had the baby. Who I knows? Who knows? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> We're really getting close. And Ken, I want to make sure that I read your intro just for people who might have missed episode six. We've gained some listeners since then, of course. Awesome. So Kenna is a love revolutionary and trailblazer in the world of modern dating. She works with men and women who are ready to succeed at dating, become thoughtful, and develop a plan to actively find and pursue a high-quality partner. So fun. I like hearing that back. (laughs) Right? Well written. I love it. Okay. So tell us like this whole idea about being a love revolutionary and trailblazer. Like how does that come out in your work with people? Yeah, that comes out. And that's a great question. It comes out of my work with people because I think that we are kind of in the, um, when it comes to dating relationships, although the environment has changed and we've made it more modern, we are still very much to me in like the caveman days of dating. And what's fascinating to me is like when I say a revolutionary and, and trailblazer, I'm, in, I'm just inviting us all to like love smarter and to be, we have so many resources at our fingertips. We have so much valuable information. We have so much more awareness and understanding of how to create these healthy, thriving relationships, but we're still trying to get there at the same old fashioned way kind of like we're still going off of chemistry and we're still, you know, making decisions based upon, oh, it's just going to eventually happen one day. And like, we're all struggling though, and it's gotten harder. So being somebody who's kind of coming into this space and maybe turning it on its head a little bit and being like, hey guys, we could get there, but we're going to have to take a different approach. So, okay, before we get into self-awareness, I feel like I have a lot of questions and a lot of things people are probably wondering about what you just said too. Yeah. Like what are some of those different takes that you're suggesting people use when it comes to dating and like what are the old ways that you're like, let's do away with this? Yeah. And I don't mean do away with it, but I do do emphasize reprioritizing how we make the decision. So like if we have Mm -hmm. a list of five things that we initially go off of, when we're trying to pick a mate, right? It could be attraction. It could be their intelligence level. It could be how much effort that they're putting in, right? What we don't realize is we kind of make those decisions in the same order every single time. Like it's like attraction job first, then this, then this, and this. And I'm saying, what if you just reprioritize them? You're still going to get all those things, but reprioritize how you make the order and how you make the decision. So one of them, for instance, is like definitely compatibility. 
Like compatibility is talked about so much right now. I think it's great that it's finally getting its own platform of importance and stuff. But I even think so many people don't understand, truly, truly understand what compatibility is. So that's one of the things I would say is flipping it on its head is saying, okay, I'm going to trust that I'm going to be attracted to my partner. Like, why would I make myself be with somebody I'm not attracted to? That's just silly. Right. (laughs) No one's going to make you be with someone you're not attracted to. (laughs) But but we don't really feel that way because we hold on so tightly to it. We're like, I have to. And if it's not there in the very beginning, and if it's not there in the first two dates, three dates, then it's like, I, I have to walk away from them. And that's not necessarily true. So searching for compatibility first, allowing for attraction to be created and developed instead of this chemical forced attraction that we're usually, that we are used to. And then throwing out the idea that it's just going to happen. Like, there is nothing that we approach in life except for dating and relationships. It's like, it's just going to happen. Like, I'll just eventually get up, move up the corporate ladder. Or I'll just eventually start a business. Like, no, there's nothing that no. we approach that way. Why is it that we are still holding on to this? It is a romanticized idea, which is very sweet. But why live a romanticized idea if it's not working when you could have a romantic life forever with a great partner if you do it differently in the beginning? Right. That is like, I'm laughing over here because you said it like so spot on. And like so many things I hear, people are like, oh, well, I just want to meet someone organically. Okay. Well, what does that what mean? What does that mean? Like, I, <laughs> if you're like going out and approaching people and talking to people all the time, like I could see organically definitely mm-hmm. working. Yeah. But, you know, going and sitting in a Starbucks and reading a book and hoping someone just approaches you and sweeps you off your feet organic probably is not going to work. Yeah. I think it definitely could happen, but you got to be intentional, right? Like you do have to go plant yourself in places to meet somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe go where, you know, all the people that you want to meet are hanging out and then plant yourself there. Definitely. (laughs) And, you know, I think the whole idea of compatibility is super interesting because like you said, a lot of people don't even know exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, okay. So this person is like the height that I like and their pictures are nice. You know, if you're swiping through apps, so we must be compatible. Yeah. But a lot of it, and I'm sure you run into this too, is, you know, people think that the person who's compatible with them is their clone. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be describing their ideal partner. And I'm like, you're describing yourself right now. <laughs> do you run into that a lot? Yeah, I do run into that a lot. I actually have this compatibility exercise that I have my clients go through to create more clarity around compatibility. And my true definition of compatibility is it's a person who compliments you on such a beautiful level that you get to be exactly who you are and they get to be exactly who they are and you guys being each other's like the best version of each other or yourselves compliments each other. And so there's a whole exercise that I'll guide people through. But yes, that happens a lot. But in the compatibility exercise, what I also notice is women specifically think, and I've tested this with women and men. Men don't do Mm -hmm. this. Women they think that the man that will compliment them will be someone who is better than them in multiple categories of life. So like, I want someone who's more confident than me. I want someone who's more social than me. I want somebody who is more of whatever than me. And it is a really, again, a sweet notion that somebody would come along and better us. But the truth is, over time, It would work in the short term, but over time, you will feel judged by that person or not enough, or that person will will have to like sacrifice who they are in too big of a way 
to meet who you are or vice versa. So for instance, I, I was telling us, mm -hmm. with sharing this with a client, a class I was teaching, and she was like, oh my God, it's totally true. She goes, I got a dog who's a runner because I wanted to run more. <laughs> she's like, why are we so like this as women? Like, why does like, this I happen? don't run more. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's great if you want to be a runner, but don't pick a man who's a runner because you think it's going to make me run. It might in the short term, but really no one deep down is going to like change who you naturally are. Like you have to change and decide who you want to be. And guys actually don't do that. I take them through the test or the exercise and they are not like that at all. It's very fascinating. I know it really is so interesting. Men and women operate very yeah. differently regardless of what sex you're trying to date. Yeah. I think we all operate so differently. And, you know, one of the things that brought us together to be like, we need to do an episode about this is this theme that, you know, I have been posting about in some of my match searches that self-awareness has been a huge theme <laughs> of, you know, what people are looking for, you know, people that come to me, I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel like you're noticing that trend as yeah, well? Like, and that's why I reached out to you because I saw it in all your match searches and I was like, this is so funny how we have dating trends right. and how we have trends of desires, right? Which mm -hmm. I think it's great. I think, you know, the, the trends of desires aren't decreasing, right? They're not getting worse, right? So that's good. <laughs> They're getting better. But I reached out to you because I said, you know, I love that everybody wants this and do we really know how to get it and identify it and really what it is? Right. Well, and I think for starters, do you want to define – what being self-aware or self-awareness is in the context of our conversation so people understand that. And we can also do a quick Google search. Yeah, I was going to say, we might, we might want to Google it like just to be accurate, accurate. But in my, yeah, let's yeah, do it. In my opinion, I think self-aware, I think we are all about as self-aware as we are, right? So like I'm self-aware to the point that I will gain new awareness about things, right? Um, and at the same time, self-awareness is about the ebb and flow. So like each category of my life, I'm going to probably be more or less self-aware than other categories of my life. So let's start with a Google search and then I'm going to tell you what I, I would add to that. <laughs> okay, perfect. Here, this is from, let's see, what do we want? Wikipedia or verywellmind.com? You choose, Abigail. Okay. Okay. We're going to go with verywellmind.com. Got to give them some credit. So they say self-awareness is your ability to perceive and understand the things that make you who you are as an individual, including your personality, actions, values, beliefs, emotions, and thoughts. I mean, I feel like that's pretty spot on. Yeah. That's pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the way that this yeah. plays out, especially in the dating world is like, let's say you'll have a, you'll meet a guy and he tells you all about all the things like that he's you know, he's changed life changes that he's made, personal changes that he's made, and the type of relationship that he wants. This happens a lot. So then you meet a girl and the girl's like, oh my gosh, he has saying all of the things that I've been looking for. He's in alignment with me. And so they date for a few weeks and his behaviors begin to change and he may not be lining up in the exact way he said that he was. And so in this case, mm -hmm. for a lot of women, they're like, what the heck? Is he just a liar? And I'm like, no, he is self-aware, meaning he wants those things. He wants to be those things. He sees them as beneficial mm -hmm. to be those things. And he's on the journey to developing and adapting and maybe executing and showing up in that way. 
doesn't mean he's not self-aware. He's self-aware to the point that he's self-aware, which means we don't even need to get offended by it. We're just like, oh, you're self-aware and changes you want to make. You're not in the execution phase of those changes. That's okay. Maybe you're not fair. I know, but I still, I see that letdown happen where they're like, oh, you know, it's always in the beginning. You're like, okay, everything seems great. Everything's aligning with this person. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, I have this conversation weekly. Someone's like, oh, I met someone. I don't need you anymore. I'm like, that's awesome. And then three weeks later- They're back. I hate to say this. <laughs> they're back. <laughs> because sometimes like when it feels too good to be true, mm-hmm. not always, it might be. Yeah. And here's the self-awareness piece, ladies, if we want a self-aware man, the self-awareness piece in that in that category where a man tells you and is showing up and he's being all the things that you think you want is recognizing the difference and when we've observed that versus attached to it. So we've attached to the expectation that that is who he's going to be versus I'm attaching to this is the way you're showing up and I'm going to continue to observe if that's who you are. That is such a good way to think about it because you are right. Then you have this super high standard. Maybe you're putting someone on a pedestal yeah. even, and then it's really likely that they're going to let they're you down in one way or another. They probably yeah. will. Do you notice it from the other end too, like men dating women? Do you notice that happening as no. much? I personally no. don't. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I think, you know, women definitely value – self-awareness, it seems a little more than the guys, but I still am getting it as like on their list of things that they want for both men and women. And I think how a lot of people kind of frame it to me is like, I hope someone's done some work on themselves. Mm. Like maybe I hope they've gotten to therapy. I hope they've worked with a coach or, you know, are curious about developing themselves personally. It's kind of how I see it. Okay, good. And that's that's the whole point of us doing this episode is because we – self-awareness it's okay if everyone has a different definition of it, right? If it stems from the same place, it's okay if we all kind of identify it differently. But it's really about like asking yourselves, okay, am I able to articulate what self-awareness is for myself? And am I then mm-hmm. able to identify it? And we're going to give identifiers on like, I guess, another podcast episode on how to find, spot those. Mm-hmm. But we just really want to just start with self-awareness to me is a little bit about emotional maturity too emotional maturity and emotional regulation, right? So again, going back to like, who are you between the things that you say that you want and your actualized version of like showing up in that that way, right? So it's really just about like self-awareness. Like, okay, I say that I am a pretty enlightened person. I don't know, pretty evolved enlightened person. And I have moments where they are, where I am definitely not, right? And so- it would be impossible to be enlightened the whole time. You'd be like the Dalai Lama. Yeah, then. exactly. Even the Dalai Lama, <laughs> I don't even think has. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So even when we're, on, when we're going out and we're dating, it is great to say I want a self-aware person. And we also have to understand with ourselves, I am only as self-aware as I am today. And there's a requirement of like humbleness in that statement and self-awareness, right? Because we, I, I, again, it's like we... <laughs> We hear these things and we think they sound really good, which they do, right? And so we're like, oh, I like that. That makes sense. I'm gonna, I want that too. But if we mm-hmm. break down what it actually means, how it shows up in our life, how you can identify in others, and really how you can identify it in yourself, 
Because the more self-aware you are, the more easily it is to recognize in other people and actually actually bring it into your life. Right. Because, yeah, it's kind of unfair to expect someone else to be yeah. self-aware if you're like, oh, I have no awareness. It's like, we're, I don't know. I feel like my mind is almost like trying to comprehend all of the self-awareness going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, huh? You're going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think it is just kind of interesting. Like last year, I feel like the big trend was emotional intelligence yeah, yeah. or having a balance of IQ and EQ. That was like the biggest thing anyone yeah. but said what is But I feel like there is. I'm so sorry to me to cut you out. No, no, you're good. I think it's a similar thing where a lot of people don't know, but they're like, this, this sounds, sounds nice. nice. This is real nice. I like that. Right? It sounds like I'm being a responsible dater. And we are. But go the extra mile. Mm -hmm. Like go a little bit further past saying, I want this and think about what you're asking for. And the other thing is if right. you are not attracting it on some level, this is my own like method of coaching. There is going to be mm -hmm. a, there, that is a direct indication of a lack of self-awareness. And that's not to say like shame on you for wanting it, want it. And then sit back and reflect like, okay, where am I not really as self-aware as I think I am? It's such a good point. And my biggest indicator when I'm talking to someone is let's say they come to me and they're like, oh, I just feel like there's no good women in Denver. Or, you know, all the guys in the dating app suck. Or I'm sure you have heard all of these things, Kenna. And that's when my little red flag goes up of, oh, okay, what do we need to work on with yes. you? And do I need to send you to Kenna? Yeah, it is a red flag, <laughs> right? Where you're just like, if you aren't seeing anyone who's in your state that's great or a good fit, that is a very mm -hmm. big indication of a lack of self-awareness, 100%. Right. So yeah, if you feel like you're like saying those things, having those limiting beliefs, like sure, it's tough to filter through the dating apps. It doesn't matter where you live. And honestly, I don't think any one city is worse than another. Maybe a small town is tough if you know everybody, but let's just say like big size cities that most millennials are dating in and meeting people in, we all face the same struggles. So if you want to blame it on your city and not look at yourself, you can, but thinking about it is probably the first step in being like, ah, self-awareness. Now I can add it to my list if I really want to think about it. I love that. That's such a great example. Like that is a very entry point to like self-awareness. Like I think no one is in my town. Okay. <laughs> Like that is not it's, possible. It's impossible. It's impossible. Women come to me from the <laughs> smallest, smallest, smallest towns. And they're mm -hmm. like, there are no men in my town. I'm like, okay. If that is the is that if that is what you really would like to hold on to yeah. and cling to, okay. But if you're willing to be wrong, then we can do that. And there I, I, yeah. it love is infinite. You can meet someone anywhere at any point in time, everywhere. Like, think about how many billions of people, millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people. I'm like, you've gone through every man, every man. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's probably, and of those billions of people, there's probably a lot of them that you would be compatible 100%. with. I would, yeah. I cannot believe in this whole idea that there's one person out there for all of us. That would also be really depressing for people who, you know, have multiple relationships or multiple marriages that are all happy and successful, but just don't work out. You know, there's definitely multiple people 100%. out there for everybody. So sorry if we're calling you out, but you know. Who you 
<laughs> awesome. I know. So obviously we want to, you know, talk more yeah. about exactly how you can look for self-awareness. And we're going to talk about that in part part two of this episode, which is coming up. But can I want to make sure too that people also understand like if they want to become more self-aware, you know, I know you said kind of asking yourself the questions, doing some reflection, but are there some concrete steps people can kind of take to start that journey of like, okay, maybe it's not just all the other people. Maybe yeah. it's me. So self-awareness, especially included around dating, is asking yourself, what thoughts am I carrying around that really just don't feel good? Like what belief systems and ideas do I have about dating that are in contradiction to what I'm trying to achieve, right? That is the first mm -hmm. place to start. And then asking yourself, like of these, which ones can I just sort of just like let go of? Not let go of because they haven't been your reality and your experience. I believe that they have been your reality and experience. But the longer that we carry them around, the longer they will continue to be your experience. So if we keep saying there are no one on the apps, but I'm on the apps and I'm trying to go through, what kind of experience do you think you're having on those apps truly? Like what kind of experience do you think you're having deciding to believe there is no one here? Like – Mm -hmm. that it's 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 climbing a mountain with a hundred pound back it, it's sort of just like mean you're just making it harder on yourself right and i'm again i'm not discounting that that has not been your experience it might have been but do you want to continue it to be your experience probably has been. experience right <laughs> and that's the self-awareness piece mm -hmm. of saying like where am i on this journey that I, it's just sort of making it difficult for me and no one else is reinforcing this message but me Fair. And then you see everyone around you getting into relationships, being happy, getting married, having babies. And I think that also amplifies yeah. it because you're like, wait, I want to be like yeah. them. And I'm trying to be like yeah. them. And this isn't so, about a you know, I feel it's not like, even about a shaming perspective, right? Of being like, oh, look no, at what no. I'm doing to myself. It's really just seeing it from the sense of I should pause and evaluate what I'm doing to make it easier for me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you feel like you're one of these people where you're like, okay, there's no one out there, this and that, if you're having those limiting beliefs, like this is your time to reach out to Kenna so that oh, – seriously, you are th – this would be a great time yeah. to plug yeah. how they can reach yeah. out to you. I want to make sure we do this before we get into part two and everything. Yeah. You know, if people feel like they're having those limiting beliefs, you know, give us the shameless Yeah, plugs. shameless plug. So another dating coach and I who's in Denver, Megan Toma. We are actually hosting the Magnetic Woman Experience. That is going to be March 26th, I believe. I think the link is up in my bio right now at the Kenna Renee on Instagram. But what this is all about is it's an entire three-hour workshop for women to experience their own magnetism. We interviewed about over a dozen men this weekend asking them, what does what is a magnetic woman to you? How can you tell that a woman is magnetic? It's weird. It seems like a vague concept. But what then many of them said is that they that each woman, it's not about her looks. It's not about what she's wearing. It's not about the size of her body. It is about who she is in her life on that day and how she feels about it. Is there like a genuine enjoyment of her life? And you can tell she's enjoying herself. And I thought that that was so impactful because so many of us women compare ourselves to other women and we're like, oh, magnetism is flirting or it's being extroverted or it's like all of these other things we've sort of just made up instead of thinking about like, what is my own magnetism? So if that sounds intriguing, check it out. It's in my bio. And then I'm going to be opening the doors for a three-month group coaching program. 
starting in March as well. I've got a lot of things in March going on. And then one-to-one is always available too to work with me. Awesome. I wish that workshop was not like basically my due date because, (laughs) oh my God, I want to be a fly on the wall there. So fun, right? It's been so fun. (laughs) That sounds amazing. So yeah, we'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes. And you guys, make sure to come back. Might be next week, might be two weeks. I don't know. We're going to surprise you. Come back for part two with Kenna and we will have then the action steps of figuring out, okay, how can I determine if someone's self-aware and how can I actually apply this when I'm out there once I have become self-aware? <laughs> and we're just going to keep self- staying self-aware until it sounds silly. Until it sounds silly. Awesome. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The stories and statements expressed herein are experiences and opinions. They may not represent the views of the production studio or the hosts. If you disagree with our content, that's okay. No podcast is perfect for everyone.